We're going to see a whole lot more people like Amber. It's going to give their life to Jesus. Amen. Come on. Come on, blinded eyes are going to be opened. Dale fears are going to be. Come on, Dale fears are going to be unstopped. The lame's going to walk. Is anybody with me in this room? Disease is going to be healed. Come on, it's not about just a, just a social gathering. God's not, God's not asking us to build a Lions Club or the... Come on now. It's the church of Jesus Christ. It's the pillar and it's the pillar of the truth of Jesus Christ. The truth shall set you free. Come on, somebody say, I'm free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Come on, somebody say, I'm free. You need to say it again. Say, I'm free. You know what? You're either an intercessor or an accuser. You're either operating in the spirit of intercession or you're operating in, the, in, in the, the accuser of the brethren. If you're free, you better be an intercessor. If you're not operating as an intercessor, you're not free because you're still accusing everybody else. The only way Satan can defeat you is to cause you to realize, the kids, if you want to go, I'm going to preach this for a few minutes. The only way Satan can, can defeat you is to cause you to realize, or to cause you to not realize who you are. Now, we, we have to either believe the spirit of truth or religious spirit. It's a lie. Judy, you guys done, you, I told them, started out with Jill. Started out with Jill. You, all, all of you guys preached my message this morning. I'm just going to finish it. Jill started it out during worship with what you spoke and what Justin spoke and what Judy spoke, what Brandon started out with. Amen? Are you with me? We have to operate in the spirit of truth. We're either operating in the spirit of truth or a religious spirit. A religious spirit is a lie. A religious spirit asks the question, who's your father? Amen? A religious spirit don't want you to know who your father is. Are you with me? Satan was a liar from the beginning. Judy, it's just my notes. Satan was a liar from the beginning. Amen? And the scripture says, if we read, I want you to read real quick, real quick. Can I have just a couple minutes? Matthew 16. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Matthew 16. I promise I won't keep you long. Verse 5. When the disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Wow. Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. You got to see this. Sometimes we forget our bread. Jesus said, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees' teaching. Somebody say false teaching. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. When Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O you of little faith, why reason you among yourself? Because you have brought no bread. Do you not understand? Neither remember 
the five loaves of the 5,000, how many baskets you took up. Sometimes we need to remember who God is and what he's already done in our lives. Oh, no, we don't have any bread. They, they had forgotten about, they were actually with the one that had fed, fed 5,000 with two loaves and some fishes. And too often we, we face things and, and religion comes to tell us a lie and tells us we're not, we're not who the Father says we are and we forget who the bread is. Do you not understand and remember the five loaves of the 5,000, how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000, how many baskets you took up? What else do I need to tell you? The church has amnesia. I rebuke the spirit of amnesia right now. Come on, come into agreement. I rebuke the spirit of amnesia. We too often forget what God has done in our lives. Guess what? You were broken, ruined, lost, and undone, and going to a devil's hell, and a man named Jesus came and saved your soul, and he gave you hope. He gave you life. He gave you salvation. He gave you deliverance. He's healed your body. He's healed your mind. He's blessed your finances. He's blessed your home. He's blessed your... Oh, come on. He's blessed your children. He's took care of your children. He's put money in your pocket when you had no money. I've had money. My wife has hung our clothes on the, on the clothesline. Yeah, yeah, there is such a thing, kids, as a clothesline. My life has hung, hung, hung our clothes on a clothesline and had money fall out of the pockets. Where'd this come from? I don't know, but I'll take it. Is anybody with me? I rebuke I rebuke the spirit of amnesia off the church. What are you saying, Pastor? David said when he faced that giant, maybe you're facing some giants in your life. David said, I remember when the bear came against one of my sheep and I took the bear. I remember when the lion came against my sheep and I took the lion. I remember. Put thee in remembrance, church, and think about the things that God has done in your life. How many can say there's been situations if he hadn't came through, you'd been in trouble. You'd have never made it through that situation. Somebody needs to help me preach this word this morning. How many can say if God hadn't been with me, I would not have made it. I would have died. Jill talking about depression and discouragement and things. You know, and people go through, they go through this anxiety and depression and, and things. And I'm going to tell you something. And you feel like, you feel like you're going to die. God has never failed us. He's never let us down. And I don't care what the government's saying. I don't care what's happening in the world. You hear me. God is still in control. And he's going to take care of his people. My God can provide a table in the wilderness. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Yes, he can. He can. Come on, somebody say he can. Come on, say, he can. You got to get this in your spirit. This ain't just about me preaching it. It's about you getting it. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? The children of Israel, their clothes grew on them for 40 years. Come on, church. He's able. <laughs> God fed them manna. Every day they got tired of manna, he threw them quail. Far as you could see, Elder Rice, quail. 
With Jesus here, if you've, have you forgotten the five loaves and, and, and have you forgotten the, the loaves and the fish? Amen. How many, how, many, how many is hearing what your pastor's saying? So I rebuke the spirit of amnesia off the church. All right, let me hear you. It's a lying spirit that wants to come. And, and, and what, what, what happened here, what happened here was, you know, when they started talking about bread, we have taken no bread. And then Jesus started, you know, what, what, you got to see this. Actually, it was a spiritual meaning here talking about the, 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 the bread. The, the, let me slow down. Verse 11, how is it that you don't understand that I spake to you not concerning bread that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? You see, we understand that God is, God is the one who blesses us, but you understand what, what, this, what this message is, this religious spirit wants to come in and cause you to forget who the bread of life is. Man, this is, it is, it's a word to us. Because they got caught up in the leaven of the Pharisees and the false teaching of the Pharisees, that religion that went against who Jesus really was. He was trying to say, you got to see me and who is with you. Don't get caught up in that leaven because I'm the bread of life. The Pharisees first appeared in the second century. They appeared to have originated from a group called Hasidim, God's loyal ones. By 135 B.C., they were known as Pharisees. The separated ones. The Pharisees were keepers of the Mosaic law, the Torah. They believed, I'm going I'm I'm to tell you something here, it's going to bless you, you and take it home with you. They believed that having guard, guardianship of this law was proof that they were God's chosen people to whom the Messiah would come. They believed that the Messiah would be an earthly king, a son of David whom God would raise up, he would establish an earthly kingdom. Are y'all with me? And he was going to free them from Roman rule. They also believed in order to remain in favor with God, the keeping of the Torah was essential. So their biggest thing was to keep the written law and the oral law. But the problem was they kept adding to it. And y'all spoke it all morning. They kept adding to it. The people were so burdened down and so heavy that they couldn't see Jesus. They couldn't see the true Messiah that was coming to set them free and not set up an earthly kingdom, but he was coming to set them free. Oh, y'all got to hear this. That's why Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. He wasn't talking about being physically tired. He was talking about people are so weighted down that they can't make it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm cursing that lie and that spirit in the name of Jesus, and I'm lifting this off of you right now and saying you're free in Jesus. What's the scripture say? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that it was set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We got to get our eyes back on Jesus. It's not about religion. It's not about the law. It's not about a denomination. Oh, come on. Somebody help me preach. It's not about a church building. It's not about who's singing a song or who's preaching the message. It's about a man named Jesus that hung on a cross and he rose on the third day. He's alive and well and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father where he ever lives to pray and make intercession for you because he's cheering you on and saying, I've done it all. It's finished on the cross and all you have to do is enjoy it. Is anybody with me? So what, what I planned on preaching this morning was Jesus versus religion. Newsflash. 
Timmy. Jesus broke their laws. Ooh. What are you saying, Pastor? The Pharisees came with all this stuff. You know what? They placed great importance on temple worship, but they had no personal relationship with God. They placed a lot of emphasis on church, but none of them had a relationship with God. It was all ritualistic. Are you with me? Oh, glory. Are y'all hearing me? So when they met Jesus, a clash was inevitable. Amen? Okay, Jesus broke their laws. Throughout his ministry, Jesus violated many of their laws. He mixed freely with the tax collectors and sinners. Go home and look the verses up. That made him ceremonial unclean. <laughs> he ate and drank with them and was called a glutton and a wine bibber. Some people, you, can I just preach the truth? Can I have five minutes to preach the truth? Some people, you can't please them. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, and Jesus, Jesus told him this. Curse, he told him this. He said, John the Baptist came and he wasn't even drinking or he wasn't eating or drinking. And you said, he has a devil. He said, now I'm eating and drinking and you say, I have a devil. So, you know, the problem is because you're always looking for what somebody's doing wrong and you're not really looking to the one that never failed and had no sin. Because if we'll get our eyes on Jesus, we will never look at other people's faults and failures. And we'll, and this, this. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. And if I remember right, Isaiah the prophet said, woe is me when he came into the presence of a holy God. Amen. So it's not about who your righteousness is filthy rags. And, 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 and a critical spirit. Oh, glory. A lot of people are, are, are mistaken. Uh, Prophetic word with a critical spirit. Amen. You got to understand that until you get your eyes on Jesus, you're always going to find fault with somebody. You're going to find fault with me, with your pastors, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just saying, with your worship leader, you're, you're saying, oh, did you, hear, did you hear the band start that song out wrong today? I did. But you know what I noticed? Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, oh, glory, I'm about to explode in here. I, I'm going to tell you, I, yeah, when they started that one song, I'm assuming it went wrong, right? Okay. You know, I played music for years in church. Well, I love preaching. It's good cardio. I can't be still. I'm sorry. I've been hyper all my life. My son's just like me. Amen. We didn't eat in the restaurant until Jacob was three. We couldn't. We went through drive throughs We'd go in and order our food, and he'd get down. We went to Pizza Hut two years. We finally, we finally got the nerve to go. We went to Pizza Hut, two years old. Put us in the back. Put us in the sunroom. Put us in the sunroom. We ordered our drinks. Put him in the high chair. Uh-uh. Let me down. Let me down. He climbs out of that thing. Down on the floor. He wasn't mean. He just hyper. I looked at him and said, I'll pay for the drinks. We left. We had to drive him in the car to make him go to sleep every night. Am I telling the truth? Somebody said, put him in the high, put him in the, put him in the, how did I get here? 
Somebody said, put him in the creel bed. Pull it up, go, to, go lay down, he'll be fine. He'll cry himself to sleep. He cried for 20 minutes. And then we heard, sound like the roof fell on the house. He climbs up out of the crib, over the top. <laughs> Boom. Now you know what's wrong with him. <laughs> That's the reason he goes. <laughs> We're having fun in the house of God. You can't have fun. Let me tell you something. God's people, if they will, they can have more fun on accident than the world can try to have. Because you know what? Listen to me. Listen to me, what the world gives is temporal. People will think they're having a good time, but then the next morning when the alcohol wears off and the drugs, listen to me, and the drug wears off, then they're miserable again. But guess what? If you get the joy of the Lord, it doesn't matter what comes your way, you can walk in victory. He'll put a dance in your step. Amen, where am I? The song. I told you I wasn't going to get my notes. Critical spirit. The Lord's speaking to us. The song. They started that song out wrong. Listen to me, band. That don't bother me. That don't bother me. I appreciate you guys. You try your very best to everything to be right. But listen, it don't bother me. You know, the song started out wrong. It was the wrong tempo. But I'm going to be totally honest with you. You know what I noticed? I noticed that when the tempo started out wrong, but when Jill opened her mouth and started to sing, that Rebecca started to worship. Come on, yes. And I thought, wow. She, she had no idea probably. <laughs> and she didn't care that the tempo was wrong. She just heard Jesus is the lion and the lamb. That's all she heard, and she was ready to worship. It may not be, no glory, y'all ain't hearing me. It may not be the right, listen, Brian, it don't matter. Are y'all hearing me? It don't matter. We gotta see Jesus. And see, that's the whole point of this message, and I'll get to preach it sometime. But you see, the problem was they had the bread with them. He ate, with, he ate with unclean hands. You're not washing your hands. <laughs> he healed on the Sabbath. You messed them up, guys. Amen. We got to see. You know what? Most of us can't even quote the Ten Commandments. Let alone live by Am I telling you the truth? And I'm not suggesting that you walk and sin and live, live loose Christian lives. I'm just saying you better get your eyes on Jesus and get your eyes off of religion. Amen? Come on up here, Daniel. See if you can play on right tempo. <laughs> These guys are going to kill me, man. These guys are going to kill me. I'm, I'm, you know, in the, past, in the past week, I've called our youth pastor's wife a prostitute and said our band can't play. So. Yeah, by accident, of course. I, I, can't, I can't preach all this, but I will. You know, when we're bound by a spirit of religion, we can't, 
hear, hear me. I'm just going to hit a couple high points. When you're bound by a spirit of religion and you really aren't seeing Jesus, you don't have the power and the anointing to set other people that are bound by other things. Oh, y'all got to hear that. Amen. You know what it is? It's y'all heard the blind leading the blind. It's the bound leading the bound. Are you with me? What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying if you're bound by a judgmental attitude and religious pride and criticism or legalism, perfectism, division, or unbelief, you're not operating in the spirit of Jesus, spirit of love, and you can't set other people free. Amen? How about the fear of losing your salvation? Come on now. Is anybody with me? You got to understand See, these guys, and, and, and I'll close here, I promise. These guys had the bread with them and didn't realize that they had the bread of life. They were looking for something religious. Are y'all with me? Amen? He is the bread. Somebody say, he is the bread. Micah 5, 2 says that he'll be born in Bethlehem, right? Which is the house of... John chapter 6, he said, I am the bread of life. You know what, you know what, you know what they said? They, said? they said, give us bread like Moses did in the wilderness. You know what he said? He said, your fathers ate bread and they're dead. You know what he was saying? He was saying they ate the bread of religion. And that's the problem with the church. I'm trying to quit, but the problem with the church today is they're eating the dead bread of religion and they're not seeing the true bread of life that brings health and healing to your life and your body. Religion won't get you anywhere. Denomination won't get you anywhere. They're all man-made. This ain't popular preaching. It won't get you anywhere. You know, we try to act like we, we hoard up the power. We, you know, we're Pentecostals. I love what Lou Engel said. Uh, Lou Engel, I listened to uh, Justin, I listened to that message he preached. One, I mean, one, he said, we're too, too many of us are Punicostals. Punicostals. Are y'all with me? Do y'all love you, Pastor? He's the bread that comes down from heaven. Can you say amen? All right. I'm going to close right here. God gave me some things, and I wrote them down. Can I share them with you? Stand up. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Here's what, here's what, here's what I wrote down last night. Jesus, listen, Jesus came to abolish religion. Somebody say, I'm free. <sighs> religion starts wars. Religion starts wars. Religion builds huge dead churches but they won't feed the poor. If this don't wreck you, it's going to wreck me. They build huge dead churches that rely on tickling ears messages in order to keep the church happy so everybody will still pay their tithes. So they don't lose their big salaries. You won't hear that on TBN. (laughs) 
Come on now. Am I telling you the truth? We've commercialized the gospel and built mega churches. We push the Holy Spirit out, and he's not welcome there, but it's all a big business about making sure we keep our budget balanced so we can have our bonuses and everything else. Is this the truth? Religion never gets to the core. It's just behavior modification with no inward change. You know what it says, Brandon? It says, let's dress up the outside so the dead man inside won't be seen. I don't know about you guys, but this is this has wrecked me. You know what? What are you saying, Pastor? Jesus said you clean up the outside, but inside you're full of dead men's bones. He said you're like whited sepulchers. You know what sepulchers is? Well, they, they, they bury people, and they would whitewash these things. How many of those want to whitewash fences? Used two years ago, people whitewashed fences. Elder Rice, you know, sometimes they went and built a new fence. They just whitewash it, and it looked new, but actually it was decayed. Well, whited sepulchers, they'd paint these things. They looked real pretty, but inside they still had dead men's bones. It's a lovely mausoleum for your soul. And I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to preach against you. I'm just saying you got to get religion out and see Jesus because, because it'll just cause you to bow. Your faith will be dead and everything will be dead. But I don't care what you went through and you said it already. If you'll look to him, you'll come alive. Come on, don't look at me. Don't look at anybody else. Look at, look at him. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Are we all right? You want to hear a couple more? Stop being fake. Either you're, either you're praying or you're not. You know what? I heard, I heard one person say, just because you wear the jersey, it don't mean you play for the team. You can put a UK jersey on, that don't mean you play for UK. Right? Is anybody with me? You know, it's religion versus, it's, it's, it's what, you know, Jesus come to destroy. Amen? Are y'all with me? Come on, somebody say amen. We need to stop making the church a museum for good people and make it a hospital and a refuge for the lost, dying, and the hurting. You know, religion, you know what religion does? It makes the church a museum for good people. And we come to church and everybody looks good. Everybody looks good and everything's okay. We put on this facade when, it, when, when in reality, man, guys, what's God spoke to us this morning? When in reality, people are facing junk and they're hurting and they're facing things and they're going through things. We got to realize this is not a museum for all the good people, not to display your righteousness, which is a filthy rags, but it's a hospital for hurting people. We got to get back to that and say, hey, let's build a church, not so we can come in and feel good. I, I'm trying to quit you all, not so we can come in and feel good and kick our feet up, but so we can have a place where these prostitutes and drug addicts are here in Bell County can come in and the power of God because we sold out to Jesus Christ and we don't care what happens in us, but we want to see something happen in them. We're not for religion, but we're for Jesus, a man that hung on the cross. He said, build it up on me. If it ain't built on Jesus, I don't care how big you build it, how many it'll hold. I don't care if you build a crystal cathedral. If Jesus is not the center, it is crumbling. I said I wasn't going to preach this long. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. You know what, Paul was, Paul was God's enemy, and he wasn't really a fan of God or Saul, but Jesus said, I want that man. <laughs> Amen? Jesus hated religion. I told you earlier, he was a glutton and a drunkard by religious men. 
He never supported self-righteousness, and he won't support it now. Now, here in closing. Religion is the infection, but Jesus is the cure. Religion says do, but Jesus says done. <laughs> wow. Religion says slave, and Jesus says son. <laughs> Religion says bondage, Jesus says free. Religion says blind, and Jesus says see. Religion is man searching for God. Christianity is God searching for man. Amen? Are y'all with me? Father, we thank you for your word. Somebody receive it this morning. You're going to see Jesus. There's a whole lot more I could have preached, but we'll preach it later. We, we receive it. Come on, receive it. We receive Jesus. Mm. Ooh, come on, no more religion. We come against the spirit of religion. We come against lies. Come on, can we come together as a church, and can we bind any, any lie that comes from within? I come against the spirit of jealousy. I come against a critical spirit that looks for fault finding. And, and, and even when we mess up, we say, well, that's all right. We're going to look at Jesus. We're still going to worship him. We're going to, you know, pastor might have quoted the wrong verse, but we're still going to worship Jesus. We're still going to look to Jesus. Come on, somebody, just pour out to him right now. Oh, we bind the spirit of religion. I release freedom in this room. Somebody shout, I'm free. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm free. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm free. I may have failed yesterday, but I'm free today. His mercies are new every morning. I may, have, I may have made a mistake yesterday, but I'm starting fresh and new today. I'm gonna live within the moment right now. I'm free in Jesus. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I received the word. This is life-changing. <laughs> I'm still believing for that spirit of laughter to come on everybody in this room. Who was here this morning? I couldn't laugh. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't hardly worship for laughing. Amen? So if you see me laughing, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> Amen. Everybody, everybody stretch your hand this way. I'm going to speak over you. God, I speak over this congregation. I speak freedom. I curse religion. The spirit, I curse that, that pharisaical spirit. I curse it off of them in the name of Jesus. That spirit that wants them to go back and be in bondage. Who hindered you that you should not obey the truth? You're free in Jesus, and I speak that you're free. And if you make a mistake, he is faithful and just to forgive you. Though you fall, you shall not utterly be cast down. I speak that you'll stand back up, and you'll go with the love of God and the love of the Father. I bind that orphan spirit. I cast it down in Jesus' name, and I say you are sons and daughters of Father God, Abba Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout, I receive it. 
Give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For more information about Our Father's House or upcoming events, please log on to www.offfathershouseky.org.